Again, we're going to transition now. You may be seated if you're staying. If you're not, you're okay. Like, it's not weird that you shuffle out, um, especially if, 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 if there is very little interest in the numbers that we're about to talk about. If you do consider KBC your home, you should stay, though, because even though this is going to be digital and we're going to send this out to, to anybody who's not here, you should be here for this, if nothing else, to make Steve Shulgren feel like he's not talking to just the air. Um, I am going to invite Steve up. Steve's going to share some of our, our financial um, pieces as our deacon who oversees the finances. Uh, Jeff Lewis is going to follow that up. We just want to, again, take the opportunity to update you on where we're at um, yearly and what we're doing with our finances and where we're, where we're going with our finances. And so, Steve, you'll take it from here. Morning. Did, uh, did anybody else feel like when Jesse said that we were hard, that he was staring particularly hard in my direction to where I was sitting? So, um, well, since, uh, since ancient times, since the uh, first days of the early church, uh, the greatest honor that could be bestowed on a member of the congregation was to be asked to give the annual financial update. Um, this was one of the most coveted assignments in all of Christendom, and um, the elders would cast lots to see which man would be selected to do that. And, um, you know, sometimes it would go well, sometimes if it was poorly received, they'd take him outside the city and stone him. So we'll hope that it doesn't go like that today. Now, of course, they don't cast lots anymore. The way that it happens today is you get a text from Mike Adzevec that says, Steve, you have to do the financial update this year again. Um, so thanks for that. Appreciate that. Um, so if you turn to the page with all the numbers and the charts and the graphs, um, I'll make this uh, brief and painless, but uh, on the top left where it says 2018-2019 financials, uh, you've kind of got a summary of our uh, balances, assets, things like that. And so you'll see that the checking account has a little bit more in it, and uh, the investments are up slightly, and we've paid off more of the mortgage. Um, and obviously, we have some, some value in the building at this point. So uh, at this point, uh, we're up a little bit from last year. And some of that is because uh, we had money that we had budgeted for things like counseling that didn't end up getting spent. Uh, we only had a partial year of music director salary. So at this point in time, we're actually up from last year. Um, if we go to the second section there, this has got um, this year's forecast and next year's budget for both income and expenses. Um, and if you were here last year, uh, we had budgeted to be down probably close to $50,000 this year. And that was mainly because uh, we had some much-needed repairs that needed to be done at the State Street uh, building. Um, but, uh, and so, like I said, right now we're up. We're, we're forecasting that we're going to be down slightly uh, by the end of the year. Uh, and again, that's mostly because of the State Street work. And the reason that it's less than what we had expected is it's not all done yet. Some of it's done. Some of it's been billed. Uh, there's more of it to do and more of it that's being done. That's not going to hit the budget until next year. Um, so that gets into, uh, if you look at the forecast for next year, and don't be scared off yet, but uh, we are budgeting to, uh, to spend um, more than we are expecting to come in. 
Uh, and the reasons for that are we have uh, budgeted for a part-time youth position to help out next year. Uh, we will have a full year of the music director's salary. And like I said, there's more of that work to be done at State Street. Um, and that's work that really needs to be done. That's work that um, uh, is ultimately going to hold the value of the building. It's, it's things that are just much needed to be done. Um, and, and if at some point we sell that building, uh, we would expect that that money would sort of be recouped in the sale. Um, the other thing that's not forecasted in here is that the plan is to uh, offset a lot of that expense uh, with selling off a portion of that building that we're parceling off. So Jeff will talk more about that, but that will uh, help pay for some of that. Now, all of that being said, if you look at the chart on the next page, that's kind of got historically uh, income and expenses. And uh, you will see that the income has started to trend down slightly. And even taking out the State Street repairs, our expenses are starting to trend up slightly. And just like any other business or in your household budget, um, you know, hopefully at your job every year you get a, a small cost of living increase. You have to budget for increased cost, increased expenses. Uh, KBC is no different, right? So our expenses uh, tend to go up slightly as well. Um, so we would just ask that you would prayerfully consider if you haven't done so already, um, take a look at what you're giving to the church, what you're contributing. Um, and if that's not something that you've visited in the past couple of years, might be something that you wanna, again, prayerfully take a look at considering increasing. So um, those are kind of the highlights. Um, I meant to mention this at the beginning as well. I have a really awesome team that helps with this. Uh, Ken Shesso, uh, Ken Pearson, Kitz Vuya, these are the guys that make sure that the bills get paid every week, um, make sure that the taxes get done, that the insurance gets taken care of, that the W-2s get processed, uh, and they just, they do a lot of, of really hard work uh, every week to keep this all put together, and then I just get to be the smart aleck that comes up once a year and talks about it. So um, thanks to all of those guys that, that help with this, and if you have questions, Please come see me at any time. All right. Is this exciting? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, thanks, Steve. I appreciate it. Uh, appreciate you making that understandable. And do feel free to grab uh, Steve afterwards or, uh, or myself or any of the others on the, the leadership team if you've got questions about what he talked about or what I'm talking about, what have you. Um, the next page uh, has stuff about property. And so what I want to do real quick is review where we were and where we've come from and think about where we might go with respect to the property that we own and the property that we use. We use this property. We don't own it. We own State Street in Sycamore, and we use it. Uh, and so on the, on the note pages in the little handout, what you'll see is um, reproduced from last year, uh, a 2018 facility proposal, and that's just taken directly from what we talked about one year ago, which sets out where we think we need to go sort of in the short term over uh, a one to five year type of, of plan. And below that, under the heading 2019 facility update, you'll see kind of the response to that. And so those two little blocks sort of go together. And so at the top, our number one thing was, okay, we're gonna evaluate our facilities and kind of figure out what do we really need. 
Um, that's sort of an ongoing process. I'll come back to that. Number two is trying to maintain what we have. Let's shore up our relationship with Cornerstone. Let's shore up the building at State Street. Let's shore up the resources that God has provided. Well, we've been doing that. We've got all the repairs being done, finishing up at State Street. We've got a new lease in place here with Cornerstone. Uh, we're on a on a, uh, a really good relationship with them and really appreciate their willingness to be flexible and work with us as things come up and they always do right you can't live in the same house without once in a while wondering why somebody left their dirty socks in the living room happens and so we've had a really good relationship with cornerstone when we've stumbled over each other's dirty socks so to speak you know hey what happened last week that caused this unusual thing that we didn't expect? And we've both asked that question of the other at times. And God's been gracious to provide us with, uh, with, with leadership and with servants' hearts on both sides of that uh, equation to make the relationship work well. And we're grateful for that. Um, a couple of the other things that are on that chart that are just sort of the financial things that, that Steve mentioned a little bit. The, the mortgage on the State Street building has been refinanced and we're paying that down. We're doing all of the, the work necessary uh, to keep the value of that property up and so forth. And then we wanted to start looking at, well, what are our other options? If we want to stay at Cornerstone long term, fine. We've got that relationship in place. If we don't want to stay at Cornerstone long term, what would that look like? And so we put some people to work on, all right, what are our current facilities like? We have Sunday morning worship in a gym. It's not just a gym, though. It's a big space. How big of a space do we need? We have offices that get used throughout the week. How many offices? How much space does that require? We have meetings throughout the week for Bible studies and prayer meetings and all the other stuff that goes on in the life of a church. What kind of space does that require? Wednesday, after, uh, Wednesday evenings, our youth group meets and uses a lot of space. Do they need all of that space? What would it look like if our Sunday school was in a different location? And so you add all of that up, we currently use between 25 and 30,000 square feet. And if you're like most people, that means nothing. <laughs> 25,000 square feet. How big is that? What does that look like? It's a lot. We use a lot of space. Do we need all that space? Well, that's part of the discussion that we're going to be having over the next year or so. Could we get smaller? You know, when you go out looking for your first house out in the cold, cruel world, and some of you haven't done that, that's okay, um, you really quickly look, realize, I'm not sure I can afford what I thought I wanted. Because, you know, I'd like to have three or four bedrooms and a few bathrooms and a big basement to store stuff in. And if there was a little creek through the back and a couple of acres, that'd be really fun. Except in that costs money. And, you know, when you get the first job right out of school and you're barely squeaking by to pay the insurance bill on the car, adding the big mortgage payment for the big fancy house just isn't in the cards. And so... We're sort of at that stage. We can put together the list of all we'd like to have, and it would add up to thousands and thousands of square feet. Okay, how are we going to get that, if we're going to get that? Are we going to go buy a plot of land someplace and then dig a hole and build a building? 
All right? Then we need to figure out what the cost of that would be. Maybe that's not the right way to go about it. There's lots of buildings around the DeKalb Sycamore area. Maybe there's one that's right for us. We could buy something that's already existing. We could rehab it to whatever our needs are. You know, maybe we do the trendy thing and we buy the shopping center and we redo it into a church. Maybe we find an old church building that somebody's ready to give up. And we just take over that space. We've done that before in the history of Kishwaukee Bible Church, and it's worked really well. There's nothing specific on the table right now. All the options are out there, and there may be some that we haven't considered yet. Nonetheless, we do want to think about what would it cost to do some of these things. And here's the thing that people start to realize, not when they're going to look at the new home for the first time, but when they've actually moved in, and the mortgage bill arrives, and then the tax bill arrives, and the electric bill, and the gas bill, and the insurance bill, and oh, the water softener broke, and the roof leaks, and it's not just the what does it cost us to get it, it's what does it cost us to live in it. And that's where this gets a little bit tricky. And so on that second page of property stuff, under the financial plan, there's some bullet points, and one of them talks about operational costs. Some of our finance guys reached out to some good friends, some, some sister churches, and some folks that would be willing to share some of the intimate details of their lives, and we said, all right, what does it cost to own space as a church? And they shared with us what their utility costs were, and what their insurance costs were, and what their janitor costs were, and all of that kind of stuff. And what we figured out was the space that we use right now, when we pay for rent at Cornerstone, when we pay to keep the electricity on at State Street and all of that stuff, we use about 25,000 square feet and it costs us about $65,000 a year. And what we didn't realize is that is really, really cheap. Our, our janitorial service is fairly minimal. We don't clean this building. We just keep track of State Street. You know what? When the AC goes off, we might have an uncomfortable Sunday morning, but we don't pay to fix it. There's a lot of things that go on around here that aren't coming out of our pocket. Now, we do pay rent, so we help with that cost. Um, but when we talked to some of the other churches that we know and said, what does it cost you all to use your space? It was a lot more expensive. That same $65,000 a year would get us about 15,000 square feet. Okay, a little more than half the size for the same amount of money. Which means we either need to know how to live in half the size or we need to know where to get twice as much money. I mean, those are the options, right? You either pay for more space or you live in the space you can afford. What does it cost to go out and buy a building? Uh, you know what, that's a lot like asking what's it cost to go buy a car. You want a Ford Focus or you want a Corvette? <laughs> you, want, you want a Subaru or you want a Suburban? There's a lot that goes into that. I can tell you from people that we work with in the real estate business, around the greater Sycamore metropolitan area, if you want a 10,000 square foot commercial building, it's going to cost you between half a million and a million dollars. Depends on the condition, depends on where it's at. If you know anything about real estate, you know the three most important rules of real estate, right? Location, location, location. 
You want it on Sycamore Road, it's going to cost you a lot more than at the back of an industrial park on the north side of town. Well, could we go buy a million dollar building? Yeah, that'd be tight. We've got about $150,000 in equity built up in the space that we do own in downtown Sycamore. We've got about $100,000 in the bank that's not being spent, it's invested, it's just growing, it's doing fine. If we took that equity out of the building by selling it, and if we took the money out of savings, we've got about $250,000 to plunk down on a half a million or a million dollars worth of property. Well, then what? Well, then we either raise the rest or we borrow money. That's a discussion that needs to be part of all of the greater equation. But the bottom line is we need a lot more money than what we have just sitting. Doesn't mean we can't look. Doesn't mean we shouldn't talk about options. Just means it's going to take quite a bit of something to get there. And so where we're at now, a year later than where we were last year, to state the obvious, uh, is that we have more information. We know more about the space we use. We know more about the resources we have. We know more about what it might take to relocate our operation if we were going to do that. What we don't know is, where is that? When is that? How is that? We just don't have that information yet because we haven't gotten that far in the discussions. And so what I'd like to do is leave you with a couple of thoughts, and they're there on the page. No matter how this is going to go, if we're ever going to relocate, it's going to require funds, F-U-N-D-S. Might be fun, too, but it will require funds. And so I have to admit, and I'll say this on behalf of my fellow elders, um, money is something that Kishwaukee Bible Church doesn't talk about well. We just historically never have. And, and to a certain extent, I feel like I, I even want to apologize for that. Um, Jesus talked about money a lot. And we do our brothers and sisters a disservice when we just sort of ignore it and pretend that we don't need to talk about it. And so one of the things that the leadership team is aware of after we've gone through this process is we do need to talk about it. It needs to be out there so that people aren't caught off guard when suddenly we're going, hey, you know, we need 10 grand. Or, hey, you know what? Here's what the budget looks like, and here's what the needs look like, and so forth. So we're going to be more intentional about that, not because we have all the answers, but because the Bible talks about it, and it needs to be something that the whole counsel of God is used to bring before our brothers and sisters. As we do that, on a practical level, I would really encourage you, consider partnering with our church brothers and sisters as part of your financial stewardship. And for some people in our church body, some that are here, some that aren't here, that's a brand new concept. That I would give money to my church to be used for the purpose of the local church ministry. We need to talk about that. And I would encourage you, think about that if you've never done it. It's something that would benefit those that worship with you on a regular basis. For those that already do that and you give in some fashion, however you do that, I would encourage you to, to evaluate that. You know, some people are really good at this budget stuff. Appreciate Steve and, and Kitts and Ken and all the guys that have spent time thinking about the year ahead, what we can afford, what we can't afford, where our money should go. Some of us do that as families. 
Not mine. Sorry. I'm really bad at that. I should be better. But um, some of you are really good at that and looking at it every year. Where's your money going to go? Have you ever thought about that in terms of your partnership, your participation in the life of your church? Could you reprioritize things to say, huh, I could do more or I should do more? Or have you thought honestly about, no, this is what God has provided for me financially and this is what I've provided for my church financially and I'm comfortable with that. And I'm not here to tell you that everybody in the church needs to give more money. That's not what this is about. But I am here to say that all of us in the church ought to be thinking intentionally at some point about what we do. And then third, I would ask you, talk to us. Talk to your elders. Talk to your deacons. Share with your leadership team. That might be questions. You might be confused about some of the things that are being said up here. And we want to try to clear up the confusion. That might be ideas. Some of you have thoughts on budgets, on finances, on buildings, on construction ideas, on space usage. We could use that feedback. And we want that feedback. This is a family. It's a really big family. And, and so as a family, we need to have some discussions about how big your room is and how close you want to sit next to each other. And do you really need the three-car garage or could you live with a car and a half? Um, and your feedback will really help us to just continue this process of evaluating and knowing where we're at and what we're up to. Um, and then I'd actually, just to, to put this all in perspective, um, I'd actually like to circle back to where Chloe started us, and, and it was incredibly appropriate this morning uh, that, that we prayed for her vision of where God is taking her, because it's the same vision that we should be having right now for where God is taking us. It's not about us, okay? Jesse, it's not about your office space. Sorry. Um, Adam, it's not about the stage, the lights, and the sound equipment. Sorry. Uh, it's not about the, the comfort of the seats and whether we have to put basketball hoops up and down. This is about what God is doing as part of God's bigger kingdom through this little outpost that is Kishwaukee Bible Church. And we want to always submit our will to his whether it's as big as the summer preaching series or whether it's as small as the kind of chairs we're setting up. And so we do want to be prayerful and intentional about how we're using God's resources for his purpose, not just ours. And, and so please be praying with us in that same vein that God would continue to work out his plan for us in his timing, with his resources, in his way, for his glory, not ours. We never want this to be about how great Kishwaukee Bible Church is. We want this always to be about how great is the God that we worship and the Savior that we serve. Jesse. Yeah. Thanks, Steve. Think, uh, thanks, Jeff, for thinking through that a bit and uh, presenting that. And it is something that we want over this next year. We want to, uh, we as an elder team, as a, as a deacon, as a, le a broader leadership team, are going to be looking at 
at this area of our life, specifically the financial area, to see what can we sustain? Is it, is it something that we're, we're going to vote? It's, it's really a vote at this point. We're going to see who we are um, for a church that's never talked about finances before. We want to see what is sustainable or whether this discussion about another place just needs to be tabled for the next five, ten years. We will see. And, and, and if it is, we'll, we'll try and get more comfortable here. Um, <laughs> because this has always felt temporary, I know too many, but we'll see, we'll see what the Lord does. But we're hoping, our hope, our ultimate goal, our hope, our, our heart, is that this would only be a part of something much bigger. That this would be a year where faith works, where, where we become better doers of the word, not just hearers only, but, and where God is working in our lives as families, as couples, as, as parents, as friends of one another, walking alongside each other, as those who have closets that have not yet been opened up for Jesus to go into and clean out, that this would be a year where, 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 where God is working more profoundly in us and that we see a, a, a sliver of that in, in this particular area of finances. Let me pray and then uh, I want you to, to stand and drown out my voice as we sing the doxology. Heavenly Father, I pray it would be so. I pray that Jesus would be honored. I pray that even as we hit a summer of activities and opportunities of serving you uh, in our community here with the sports camp ahead and our short-term missions programs ahead as we connect with family and go on vacations and, and, and rejuvenate aspects of our life. I pray that we would all the more be following Jesus as we grow Jesus followers, grow as Jesus followers. I pray you would do it for his glory for our good, for the good of your world. Amen. Join me. Stand and uh, sing with me. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise him all creatures here below. Praise him above ye heavenly hosts. Praise Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Amen. Dismissed.